0: Hola mi gente and welcome to the Latinx of Utah Valley podcast where we discuss all things Latina OX I'm your peruana host Marilee and with me I have Nicole and Diana
1: Hello everyone I'm Nicole Avila I was born in Orem, Utah but my family is from Peru I lived about 10 years here in Utah and then I moved to Peru and I completed all my high school over there and then came back for college. <laughs> awesome. And my name is Dayana
2: Ordiana. I'm from Lima, Peru. I was born there. I was raised there. All my family is from Peru. And I decided to come here to Utah for college. to study here at Utah Valley University. And uh, in this podcast, uh, Mary asked me that I can introduce a little bit more about Peruvian indigenous roots. Uh, that is what identifies uh, most of Peruvians faces or f- aspect of physical I don't know how to say and that features? Physical features <laughs> there you go <laughs> okay so um, Peru most of like our roots comes from the Incas or the indigenous people over there like the ones that make the picture and they have uh, their standards it's they have uh, brown skin they most yeah. of them are they used to be really tall but now we are we are known as We're short jumpers. people. We are <laughs> not Except on, short. People. In
0: Cusco like yeah. when you go <laughs> to Cusco like a lot of people are really tall. Are
2: really tall. Yeah. So yeah. like they the the region it was really tall <laughs> as uh, at the beginning. They do have really how can I explain that? Like, really marcados pómulos, se puede decir marcados eh, las cheeks? facciones de la cara. entiendes a lo que me refiero. Marcados como que... como sus pómulos La forma de su cara. La forma de su cara es como bien like marcada. Like high cheekbones? Ajá.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Como marcado.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, like like red
2: splotches. Yes, red splotches. Okay, yeah, yeah, y también, yeah. Y, 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 y también es por el hecho de que están en las montañas. Mm-hmm. Um, Otra característica, or another feature, is their nose that tends to be a little bit more uh, bigger. Yeah, because
0: like the, like, not every... Not everyone. Not every, like... Peruano or Peruana, um, but in most areas, like how you were saying, Diana, like yes. it's true. Like they have like specific like nose features that are like bigger, bigger mm-hmm. or like like a, like a different slope in their nose. Yes, um, and that's kind of like the the origin
2: of the Incas of the indigenous. Later on, as we know, uh, Peru was colonized by. Uh, Spanish people, and then, like, start the mixes of them. Like, I'm, for example, my last name is Romero. I don't know if I mentioned that before. And it's a, Spani- a Spanish last name. Mm-hmm. So I do have roots from Spanish heritage um, within my family.
0: And then same here, like, yeah. my last name is Linares Ricacci, mm-hmm. and it's French, oh, yes. Italian. Um, And that also comes from, like, European area. The European area. Yeah,
1: and my last name, there's, like, this castle in Spain called Castillo de Ávila. So
0: (laughs) my, my last name is Spanish as well. So we all have the indigenous roots because of like the Incas and other um, indigenous peoples that lived in South America, but we also carry um, a lot of European, um, not only features, but also like names. Beauty is, I grew up watching like
2: shows here from America, I grew up loving Barbie and we all know Barbie has this perfect body like light skin green eyes blonde hair and i was so obsessed with hair and i wanted to be like her, and i remember one time i told my mom i was like seven years old like mom when i grew up i really want to be like barbie like i want to have her hair i want to have her eyes I'm like, oh everything is possible like easy you can just get contacts you can just dye your hair and then you can be like barbie that that's not a problem if you want to but she didn't really embrace me at that moment. It was just like a silly thing that I said, but I do still remember that. And then when I grew older, I realized that actually that's not what I would like to be. Like I realized that I like the way I look. I like my brown eyes. I like my my brown skin and I like my brown hair. And that it was just a concept that it could have influenced me more as, as um as a little girl but as I grew up and understand more about my identity and love myself I took that out
1: of me and so for me I think that when I was a child I used to like Barbie as well (laughs) and uh, Bratz ooh I love Bratz I love Bratz they They were different they had different styles yeah they had different styles and like like the girls were like different like skin color and their hair were different and I really liked them (laughs) But they wear a lot of makeup. So um, I used to have, like, a lot of dolls, like a lot of Bratz dolls. My room was covered of, like, um, decoration of brats. And uh, I remember that I wanted to dress up like brats. like, all the time. I wanted to, like, go to school and, like, be, like, wearing high heels or, like, boots and, like, cute stuff to, like, so that people can look at me. But it was really stressful, like following that standard of beauty, like being like brats, right? Um, it was really stressful for me, and uh, I always asked my parents like to buy me cute stuff and like a lot of stuff. I would wear like makeup, I would wear like fake nails, and I was like nine or eight, so it was. <laughs> my mom would have killed me. She didn't even let me use
0: like the clear. My like, mom nail did polish.
1: support me. No way. <laughs> did support me, but. Then I got stressed about that. So, yeah, I didn't continue with that beauty standard. And uh, in the process that I became, like, older, I realized that I did like myself, like, physically, like, how I am, like, natural. Like, not wearing that much makeup and, like, just being mean and accepting my body physically.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for me, like... um, well, I like to look at the definition first of like eurocentric beauty standards. and like you that, like the definition of that is feminine beauty ideals that are mainly rooted in heteronormative beliefs, um, such as like um, the feminine beauty ideal traits like female body shape, facial feature, like how Diana mentioned, skin tones, like how you have both mentioned, height, clothing, like Nicole mentioned, hairstyle, and body weight. So for me, like European, or I guess Eurocentric beauty standards, or you could even say Western influences, means that, like, it's a viewpoint, like, from a different culture on me. Like, um, for example, like, i have like thicker thighs but like it's thin that like it's needed you know like it's what's beautiful is having thin i remember like when i was like younger um i would like whenever i would sit down i would kind of like raise like my legs a little bit so that like um it would look thinner and because like when i actually put my legs down you, you would actually notice that they were thicker um And then I definitely do not have straight hair. I have like super curly hair and I am not tall. I would like say I'm like five, like one, I think maybe five, two. And my skin tone though, like I am light skinned. So in that sense, like I do fit like the ideal beauty standard. Like, a lot of other things, like, for example, like, the nose, like, I remember when I was younger, like, I would, like, hate, like, my feature, like, I hate my side profile, because of my nose, and I'd just be like, like, why can't it be, like, small, and, like, a button, like, a button kind of nose, like, how, like, a lot of people I saw, like, on Disney Channel, like, you know, (laughs) a lot of them had, like, those kind of noses, and I was like, dang, like, if I look like that, like, I would be beautiful, like, my side profile would be as beautiful as my front profile. I know, like, another beauty standard is, like, having, like, high cheekbones. And I don't know if that's still, like, a big, like, um, a big desire or a big, like, beauty push. But, like, I know, like, in the past, in a lot of models that I've seen have, like, the high cheekbones. But I'm, like, I don't know, like, um, I have, like, I don't know what how to call it. Like, in Spanish, a like, cachetana, you know? Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> I know? I don't know how to say
0: Yeah, Yeah, like, I don't know how to say that in English, but definitely not high cheekbones. So, but yeah, like, for to me, like, or yeah, like, so to me, like, these, like, Eurocentric beauty standards, like, what they mean to me is, like, they mean a frame, like, an outline of what I need to check off to be beautiful. I came across an Instagram account and... For those of you listening, like, it'd be cool if you guys pulled them up, too. It's called Power To Her. And it's an Instagram account of these two girls that, um, well, I don't want to misgender. So these two individuals that share a lot about um, just colored women, like indigenous, black, um, like all like all women, you know. And they share a lot of information Motivating, like just power to her, like power to like the female body and like the female individual, like mindset, everything. And they had a discussion on beauty standards and Eurocentric beauty standards. And they shared some of the responses that like some other viewers had mentioned on how uh, they had been affected by Eurocentric beauty standards. And I'm gonna share them here. One of their users commented that they. They said that um, they scrubbed their face to the point where they bled, just crying every day and being reminded every day that they were too dark to be loved. Another user said that as a kid, the beach was their absolute favorite place to visit. But with time, it became less and less fun because they would constantly be told to cover up so that they didn't tan or to get out of the sun. And if they did tan, then their mom would take them through a series of things to fade their tan. Another user said that they believed that their textured hair was unprofessional and ugly. And they spent years damaging their hair to fit the narrative. And I completely fit this one because I have textured hair or I have like curls. And so I was told even by family, like when I would go downstairs and I have my curls like just naturally coming down, mm-hmm. I would be told like, oh, brush that. Or when I would go to church, like, my, like even my dad would like make a comment like, why well, haven't you done your hair yet? And for them, that just meant, like, I needed to really brush, like, my curls out of my t- the top of my head and tie it back and then maybe do a braid so, like, it'd be just, it would look straight somehow, you know? Oh, wow. Or look maintained because curls were very, like, unprofessional. So that, for me, like, I definitely connected with this comment. Um, and then one of the other person—another individual that commented on the Power to Her Instagram post, they said that they spent thousands of dollars on surgeries to fix their nose— They got colored contacts, skin brightening products, hair products to make their hair straight and silky, literally changing everything to look desirable to our society. Again, like this Instagram handle is power, so P-O-W-E-R dot T-O dot H-E-R. So power to her. And these were some of the responses. And I know like seeing some of your guys' faces that you guys definitely related to like some of the comments (laughs) that were made by like the other users. How do you think these like beauty standards or these ideal like beauty looks like what is ideal to be beautiful like how do you think like that mindset or that cultural belief has negative or how do you think that cultural belief has impacted um the latinx community whether negatively or positively because i know it come both like it's not just one coin Mm
2: -hmm. yeah so recalling back my experience especially when i was um, younger or a teenager, I feel that that's when I felt more insecurity about myself. And I could see the difference within my community, like in high school, how um, guys or people in general will want to uh, meet uh, the new girl that is, has lighter skin than the other one that, that's not. It's just like, oh, we want to meet her. Like, we want to get to know her. She's the most pretty one because she has lighter mm-hmm. skin. Or la blanquita, uh, como yes, le decimos. Yeah, like
0: every single time there, blan- was like, there was a girl that was, that was like, why do you have... Like, there, her name was always Blanquita or Blanca. Yes,
2: exactly. Always. Era, era como que lo <laughs> es más especial, ¿no? They, they had the, the one person that had lighter skin, uh, and it doesn't matter the feature or anything, she just have lighter skin, that would be like the best. And it will be like up high. And I would just be like a regular, no? A normal, regular, brown, brown skin, brown uh, eyes, brown hair. Just like super regular. And I remember that sometimes I would start getting jealous of those people. Because I'm like, well, well, I shouldn't be. Because, I mean, everyone is different. Everyone has their own feature, But I don't know why do we have a society that is that way. And putting it in a... And uh, another side, uh, a little bit more serious, is the a lot of discrimination that I have seen growing out in Peru, that those that have lighter skin or those that seem to have mm-hmm. like a more decent uh, appearance with those fetish standards, as you mentioned, like lighter eyes of color, so lighter hair, whichever is natural or not, they will uh, associate them as them as gringos or that they do have like better life. They they will have money. You assume that they have money. You assume mm-hmm. that they choose, just by your physical just by their physical appearances. Yes, just by that. And meaning that 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 means that they're either um, presumidos, which I don't know how to say that in English. Like, they yeah, assume. Against. Yeah, they assume that they because of they have money they were like, presumidos or that they will discriminate people that are not. Which come both ways. So the ones that are that felt inferior than than those people were like just like discriminate them in that sense like oh mm-hmm. they just
0: and then same so thing. like pe- like like a lot for, of like the darker the skinned would look at lighter skinned people mm-hmm. and assume that they're they have money they're arrogant like yes. they're selfish <coughs> yeah like kind of them like, will assume that already like assume just as like
2: how it goes the other way around like how you mm-hmm. mentioned yeah and the other way around same so um lighter skin or people that have better position in like in money or finances and things like that well, there have been cases of people that had assumed those that have browned skin are poor, no? And they've seen everyone, they are poor and they will have, they will feel with the right to discriminate mm-hmm. them in different situations in like public spaces mm-hmm. for just like silly things you see in the news even until now, which is so sad to see. And that was just like, I was, Growing up, seeing that, it really affected me because I felt like, okay, from these two teams that it seems to be here in society, I'm from the inferior part, mm-hmm. right? So I felt mm-hmm. inferior. Uh, even though I never uh, have been discriminated against um, because I did grow up in a community where. Um, Most people were nicer. I grew up, like, with friends from the church, and my school, they were just, like, closer friends. So it was kind of, like, I was kind of protected in a sense. But seeing from other experiences, other friends telling me about that, um, I felt bad for them, and I always wanted that I could change. I I still believe that no one has the right to hurt you or to treat you bad or unkind just for your appearance because they don't know you. Like, they don't have the right to do it.
1: I like the point that Diana was talking about i remember when i was in high school in peru um they o- they always had like nicknames for each classmate
0: oh and oh, wait, talking about nickname for those who are listening and don't know what blanca or blanquita <laughs> yeah. means oh, yeah. it, it means white you, so you, okay. like yeah yeah
1: so i remember like the people who had the girls because i studied in all-girls school okay. the girls that had like darker skin they would call her they would call her Negra. La negra oh yeah or, or negrita negrita, negrita. En cariño uh-huh. cariño negrita <laughs> like, right yeah. como cariño like oh mi negrita o oh, miren la negrita mm. so sometimes like I would hear that and I was like why is she calling her negrita like uh, it's not good like for me it wasn't like appropriate
0: right oh and yeah. those also negrita means like black woman
1: oh yeah yeah so, so I would like I didn't like those nicknames and when I was in high school, like, my body changed a lot, so I was a little bit thick and, like, had, how do you say, it? like, more, masa muscular. Mas
2: cuerpo, mas volumen? like,
1: mass masa muscular, masa muscular okay. like, mass cuerpo than uh-huh. the other girls that were, like, really skinny.
2: Like, more body shape, maybe? Yeah. Okay. Was, your I was body trying
1: to matured say also, like, yeah. bigger than, uh-huh, on comparison that, to, like, the yeah. other... And they would, like, put me some nicknames. I'm not going to say them, but (laughs) they were a little bit offensive. And they thought that they were, like, being um, friendly or, like, because they were used to those nicknames, but not me because, like, I I didn't like them. But I never said anything because I was like, "Mm, maybe that's normal, right? Like, I didn't know. And, yeah, they used to have, like, these nicknames. And, like, if they had, if there was, like, a girl that was a little bit,
0: Gordita, they would call okay. her Gordita. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, I like, gordo, so like to like mention a fat, that. Like yeah. If they were, like, yeah. fat, they would be, like, called gordita. fat. And they, like, called gordita. they were skinny, flaquita. flaquita. Yes. Like, just, like, their features were, like, their nickname. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's something I didn't like.
1: And, but it was, like, it's something common in Peru. Yeah. yeah I think, like, in all, like, Latin
0: America. Like yeah, America. in Latin America,
1: it's really yeah. common. And uh, I remember I had, like, this bad experience. Um, I was in high school, and... Uh, there was like these group of girls that had problems with my friend and my friend cuz like these girls were a little bit thick and a little bit fat so my friend called her chanchita. and these girls got offended and obviously they would get offended yeah. but like I talked to my friend like hey don't say that cuz that that's not appropriate like you that's can't that's say true. that you can't like like call people for like they're physically their physical features and yeah so that's like what I think about like the nicknames that are not appropriate right like we don't we don't need to like call people about what like they look physically right so um I think that um we should
0: not we should not do that for me, like, the way that I have seen it impact, the like, our community, the Latinx community. Or for those who are listening, I know that there are so many terms that we are using. And if you heard the previous episode, or I, I don't know, I think it's, like, the third episode on identity, like, you know, that we are still trying to name ourselves. So if you identify as Latine or Latina or Latino, whatever. So just whatever term you like to use. Um, thinking of how, like, uh, Western influences and how ideal beauty, like standards have impacted like our community um i think a lot of um comments that we as latinos or latinas or latinx individuals make about other people that are also from the same community for example like um because a lot of peruanos come from indigenous roots and not to lie like a lot of like Latinos in general come from indigenous roots Mm -hmm. but in Peru like the features are very strong with the people like you go to certain areas like you go to certain areas of Peru and like you know that those people are like like uh, like their ancestors were like Mm -hmm. Andes are,
2: like... the los Andes. Andes, yeah. Yeah, Most most of them are from the mountainside, yeah.
0: Yeah, like, you know, they're, like, like Andes and, like... um You you see the features of people and you know, oh, yeah, these people are definitely, like, from the Andes. Or, like, they definitely have indigenous roots. Like, their parents or their grandparents or something. There's, like, a lineage. Like, in Peru, it was very, like, prominent. Again, not everybody because we have, like, a huge mixture in all of, Mm -hmm. like, Latinos, like, in Latinx individuals. We have a lot of European features because there's a mix of, like, colonization. But something that I have noticed um, is... Like, I would hang out with friends that are from different countries, Um, like, some are, like, Colombianos, some of them are also from Peru, some are from Venezuela, and just, like, all, a whole different, like, a range of, like, countries in South America and Central America, and what I noticed a lot from friends, they would make comments on girls who they thought were beautiful, and uh, most of my guy friends, when they would comment on a girl that was beautiful, I would notice that they were always white. They may be Latinas, but they always had white features, yeah. whether it was colored eyes or white skin or white passing. So I would notice that a lot of my friends would always, like, head to, like, those girls, you know? So in high school. And, yeah, like, even, like, in Peru, like, and which is like i feel like that is i don't know like i just again like everybody has their preferences you know mm-hmm. like um but where i felt like it negatively impacted us was when i would hear people comment saying like oh like pointing out a girl that was like latina but like was like for example like darker skinned yeah like oh like is she's i don't know like she's not as pretty like she could be prettier like i would hear comments like that from people that i know and i would tell them like that's that's not okay mm-hmm. <laughs> um and for a more personal like experience um i know that and like i i can't i've never been to venezuela i never have so i cannot say like all people but from the people that I have met here, I've even in high school, I had a whole group of friends that were from Venezuela, and all of them were fair-skinned, white, like, passing kind of, like, looks. Mm-hmm. And I would get comments from some of my friends from Venezuela, because I have, like, um, curly hair, and I have, like, indigenous features in my nose, and, like, I would get comments from them saying stuff like, well like and to be like a peruana like to be approving like you look good you look you, you look okay like you look like pretty uh, and re- i what how did i tried to translate it in english like from spanish. just like, in spanish if it's okay. easier like i would hear friends tell me stuff like escuché yeah. mis amigos diciéndome cosas como que ser peruana es bonita and it was like because of my indigenous roots and because yeah. of a lot of us, like a lot of us Peruanos, like from Peru, we have and a lot of indigenous. that that they Peru. Uh-huh. Like, mm-hmm. like we God. carry like the indigenous features. Mm-hmm. So in spite of having some of those features, I was still beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> that right. was what I heard. From. Like if that was bad. Uh, Yeah, exactly. I said that was a bad thing. And I know, like, there's jokes, you know? Like, I know, like, a lot of people joke around. Like, we talk, like, as Latinos, we joke around about everybody, you know? Yeah. We make fun of a lot of people. But it's, like, a joke. And I know, like, in Venezuela, like, like, they make fun of, like, a lot of Peruanos, you know? But uh, saying that I have heard from my friends a lot in Venezuela is that, like, and, like, a joke is that, like, Peruanos are ugly, you know? And... (laughs) I know, like, also at the same time, like, I've never seen a Venezolano or a Venezolana that is dark-skinned. I have yet to meet one here in the U.S. That doesn't mean that they're not there. It just means that I haven't met one yet. But the ones that I have met are lighter-skinned, and they fit, a lot of them fit the Eurocentric, like, beauty ideal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And me and a lot of my family and a lot of my friends, it's very obvious that we have indigenous roots. For me, it would be, like, once, like, you see me from the side, like, you can see, like, my nose feature. Mm -hmm. Um, And my eyes are very dark, just, like, my face features. But I feel like a way that these beauty standards have negatively impacted us as a community is that we have been putting each other down for features that were once beautiful. Um, having, Having a big nose, having... different slope to your nose having darker skin textured hair like having high cheekbones or no cheek like not high cheekbones I guess having like dark eyes like or brown eyes like a lot of that was already beautiful before but the way that I have seen like these standards impact like the community is that we label each other we put each other in categories you know we tell each other like oh like like if you straighten your hair you will look so much better or if you change your outfits and like do like kind of pull out like what's trending right now. Yeah. If you wear this, you would look way better. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. Like for me, like like beauty is ch- it's it's often changing, but one thing that has not changed is definitely the Western influences on our community and the Eurocentric influences. Mm. So that's how I have seen it negatively impact our community, but it's also positively impacted at least. I don't know, not not necessarily positive, but in my own life, I have seen like, I, like I've, like we all have privileges like in different ways, and for me, like I have lighter skin, I have like olive skin tone, but like on like the lighter medium side, mm-hmm. and so I would often like, even though I had like certain like indigenous features, I also came off as beautiful, and it was usually when people would come in, when I would ask them why like, why am I beautiful, they would always tell me oh it's like your skin is so beautiful, and I was like. <laughs> Okay, like but... The, the
2: one Western standard that you have, that's the one that they Yeah, want. like, literally, that's
0: the one that they point out. Like, the beauty standard, the literally the one beauty standard that, like, I actually fit is what they point out. It's why I'm beautiful. So, I don't know. And maybe that's why a lot of my friends were like, oh, because in spite of you being, like, Peruvian, like, you're still beautiful, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I never asked them, but it could also have been for, like, my skin tone. I never know, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. That's just, like, a lot of different ways that I've seen it. Like, we just tell each other like oh like you need to do this to be beautiful or you're not as pretty enough or like you know what even though you're from this community or even though you carry this cultural roots with you like you're okay you know yes so as you said like you would ask people like why am I beautiful because
1: of your skin I once asked someone like a few people like why am I beautiful oh because you have a good body right Uh like Latinas another or, another or like, uh huh. That's another beauty center. Like having like a good body shape. Mm-hmm. Like
0: having like bigger boobs. Exactly. Yeah. Curvilinea. Curvilinea. Uh huh. Exactly. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you <good. laughs> Yeah. Now that we talked about how like it has impacted like our community, um let's talk about decolonizing now. Do you guys know what decolonizing means or like what do, like like the, what is that? When you hear that word, what what does it come to your mind? What comes to your mind? Okay,
2: decolonizing. It's kind of like, distress or taking out the um, colonization that we have grown up. So taking out those ideas that uh, in order to be beautiful you have to fit those beauty standards. As my example that I mentioned at the beginning, that I grew up thinking that I. In order to be beautiful, I had to be like Barbie. I had to have light skin, mm-hmm. I had to have green eyes, and I had to have blonde hair. But I decolonized this idea within me as I grew up and accept myself, accept my futures, and accept that that's what makes me beautiful. Having my color of eyes, I found like within me what I liked the most about me, and I just embraced that since then.
1: Yeah, for me, decolonizing is like coming back to your culture, so like accepting your physical features and where you come from so like getting rid of those stereotypes and standards of beauty especially in like latin america and like those latin countries because there we have a lot of stereotypes that we grew up with and then we go to other countries and we see like they're natural they're being they're like they're natural they accept themselves and like no one's telling their like them anything, so like why do we have to follow these stereotypes, right? I, I love your comment. It made me think about something. Like I I feel that I have felt
2: prettier here in the United States than in Peru, which is <laughs> too. which
1: is so funny. I feel like in Peru, as I think someone of you guys said, like in Peru they always get attracted because of the blanquita or like yeah, the girl that has white that. skin. Like uh, yeah right. But here I feel like. <laughs> it's the opposite. You're, like, the opposite. You're more <laughs> attracted to to other guys because, like, maybe they're not used to those stereotypes, right? Uh-huh. Like, in Because guys, and I'm not saying just in Peru, like, in Latin countries, most of them just, like, follow those stereotypes because they are the one. Guys and sometime- girls. Guys and yeah. girls. Both. Yeah. Both, yeah. They have, like, these stereotypes, right? So... Yes. I like your comment. That that so <laughs> That's so true. That is so true. But something that I also
2: wanted to mention, and my friends shared with me, more than beauty standards, for <laughs> like, uh, in order to decolonize and to accept myself and to, f- like, taking out those negative influences within me, has been just to remember that the way that I feel hot, or the way that I feel beauty and pretty, mm-hmm. comes like with my own mindset, with, if I do feel that way. I will be that way, no matter what other people will say. And that's just something that you need, like, to work on and to embrace it. And it's, like, a long process or maybe it's shorter, but I'm grateful that I was able to do that.
0: What decolonizing, like, these beauty standards mean to me is that, for example, like, my nose used to be, like, a big insecurity for me. Um and I would really like hate like when people looked at me from the side because I would like take photos or I would look in the mirror and at the side and I would be like oh you know <laughs> <laughs> not, not <this> one. <laughs> but like for me like decolonizing like how you guys have mentioned has a lot to do with like taking your own power back when I look at my nose I no longer think about what I've heard on Disney Channel what I see on Disney Channel or growing up or like on Nickelodeon growing up I, what I do, decolonization for me means that I look at my nose and I think about Mama Oklu. I think about, like, the Incan queen. I think about, like, the queen of the, uh uh-huh. Like, I think about the powerful person that she was and the powerful empire that she helped to run. Mm -hmm. And I think about how my future is close to her future. Yeah. So, kind of changing my mindset. That's what decolonization means to me, is changing our mindset and really, like, reminding ourselves that our roots are beautiful, like, going back mm-hmm. to our roots and where that power comes from.
2: Yeah, and I feel not only our roots, but also that helps you accepting yourself, helps you to accept others and to don't be jealous anymore for La Blanquita. <laughs> and she was like, we're
1: yeah. like talking about La Blanquita. Yeah, she's <laughs> no, she
0: was like, all the Blanquitas oh, out Blanquita. there listening to this episode. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> we love you, Blanquita. <laughs> no, but knowing that, like,
2: it's not our fault looking this way. Like, this is how we're, we're created. We're anyways. beautiful. Like, yeah, and we're beautiful the like way this. we are, so... Um, just also accepting like the the like people that have all their different features or even like they fit in the beauty standards. It's also like just the way they 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 were born. That's how they look, and they embrace it. And that's how we accept everyone. I feel that here. That's also why i I can say that I feel pretty here in the United States because I have I I'm able to see people from different backgrounds, from different like cultures, from different countries, and. The, the beauty that are within them, just with those differences. When I came here to the
1: United States, I felt more accepted than in Peru. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt more beautiful here. Because mm-hmm. in Peru, I had to, like, um, not follow the beauty standards. But I didn't, like, feel part of society. And yeah. I didn't feel Peruvian. So when I came here, I felt more Peruvian. like <laughs> Like, proud of my culture, proud of my country and became more secure and confident of myself because I felt that people were accepting me just how I am. Mm -hmm. Yes, it all depends on the mindset,
0: definitely. (laughs) But yeah, so to wrap this up, um, how do you guys think that we as a Latinx community, like what can we do to help each other, especially like when it comes to navigating like the ideal beauty? Like, look, how can we help each other in regards to that? Good question.
2: I feel that going back into this is to uh, remember where those features come from and be proud of them. Kind of like, as you mentioned, Mary, I love what you mentioned, that you will th- look at your nose and you will think about, like, of oh, my mouth, you, like, what great, great example of how much she has been in within our culture, and you can carry that with you. Um, and that, just, like, a feeling of community um like, the appearance, it's just that. It's just, like, what is outside. I feel the most important thing that every human has is what they bring from the inside. So, yes, it can be, like, a, a first impression meeting someone new within their appearance and how they look. But always um, taking that apart, like, having that mindset, taking that apart, and meet the people for who they are within them inside.
1: Yeah, so and for me, I feel like just going back to your culture and, like, or like get involved in your culture and like talking to people that are from your country can make you feel like you can help other people by like telling them that they're cute. They're not just cute physically, but like their personal their personality. And uh, yeah, uh, I feel like we should like not follow those stereotypes or like beauty standards, and uh, not judge people people because of their physical appearance.
0: Mm-hmm. For me, like, one way that I think that we can, or some things that we can do to help each other out in our community is, like, we all have different hobbies. Like, some of us dance, some sing, some are artists, like, photographers or models, and, like, I think really incorporating, like, people who have, like, roots or, like, features that are different than what is the ideal beauty look like for example in dance like if if you dance if, if you dance and you have like a friend that has like different sort of features that maybe don't fit what the ideal beauty is like incorporate her into your dance and maybe have a small spotlight for her maybe those that do photography like enhance your photography skills on people that don't just fit the mold of beauty mm-hmm. maybe start photography taking photos, photographing. I don't know how to say that. Photographing? Photographing? Whatever. Taking Taking photos. (laughs) Taking pictures. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe taking pictures of people that are different than what is, like, standard beauty. And I know, like, not everybody has, like, these big, like, chances. Maybe you're just, like, maybe you just think I'm just an individual that is just taking a walk and listening to this podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, like, one way that you can help is, like, maybe, like, when you, like, comment your friends, like, Stay away from saying comments like, in spite of this, like, you're still, like, beautiful. Or in Mm -hmm. spite of your hair, or, like, maybe instead, like, say comments such as, like, whatever stands out to them. Maybe they have, like, texture hair, be like, wow, your hair is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they have darker skin and just be like, you are just beautiful, you know?
2: Really say what you feel about those. I was going to comment about that. Like, I feel here, I have felt more comments of, she's natural. Those come natural. You look so pretty. Or I love your hair. I love your eyes. Mm -hmm. And that helps a
0: lot with changing that Mm -hmm. uh, decolonization, as you mentioned. Yeah. But yeah, so, like, how we can, like, overall, like, wrap it up, like, or to just summarize, like, how we can help each other, as how you guys have mentioned, is to, like, just point out, like, what's beautiful, like, without having to say, like, oh, but what about this? And maybe, like, what's beautiful is a beauty standard. Mm -hmm. Okay, like, point that out, but let them know that that's not the only reason that they're beautiful. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that as we continue to remind each other that we are amazing, like, we are amazing people, we are beautiful people, like, as we tell each other that, it will change our entire community and the way that we see each other. We'll no longer be, like, oh, you're above or you're below, like, we will be, like, on the same. And we'll be more powerful, too, like, like us and then, like, other people, like, commenting on, like, who's pretty and who's not, like... <laughs> together it will be more beautiful like we'll be more powerful because we know like we are as a community as our society like our culture is beautiful yes thanks again everyone for listening to this episode and stay tuned for the next one that will be coming out in two weeks so yes
1: thank you thank, thank you thank you so much for inviting <laughs> you thank you
0: <laughs> thanks so much for listening to the latinx of utah valley podcast I will be back next week with a whole nother episode, but before ending this episode, I'd like to give a special thanks to our sound engineer, Meg McKellar for making this show possible, as well as Kevin McLeod for the music.